Hello there and welcome to Bringing Out Their Best, the podcast for teachers of dance, drama and music. My name is Sarah Marshall from Performing Arts PD. Each week I will bring you a snippet of research or an interview with another performing arts educator to energise and inspire you for your working week. I'd like to begin by acknowledging the traditional custodians of the Aora Nation on which I live and work. I pay my respects to Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander elders past and present. I can't hear you. Do you ever have this problem with your students of inadequate vocal projection? You might remember a few weeks ago, we were discussing how experts think differently to amateurs, which results in their brains working more efficiently. Well, as it turns out, the same appears to be true for muscle behaviour. Simply by changing the focus for an activity, muscles have been shown to change their behaviour and work more efficiently. There have been several studies showing this across areas of sport, but there was one for singers which I thought you might be interested in. Singing and vocal production remain a bit of a mysterious activity to most, including to some of our most proficient actors and singers. The muscular activity is not under conscious control, meaning that skill acquisition is usually through auditory and kinesthetic feedback. However, the points of feedback for a student singer are usually quite diverse. Sometimes there's a proximal focus, such as on lifting the soft palate, stronger use of articulators or facial resonance, and other times to a more distal focal point, such as singing to the back row of the theatre. Well, what works best? This study sought to find out if changing the focal points for a group of 22 tertiary singers made a difference to their tone production. All singers were asked to sing a three-note exercise on R at a high pitch, and at a low pitch, then they were asked to sing the opening phrase of My Country Tis of Thee, which for those of us who don't know is a patriotic song from the United States sung to the tune of God Save the Queen. And finally, the opening two phrases of a solo piece of their choice to be performed from memory. They sang all four vocal samples under seven different conditions, which were recorded for later analysis. All began with a baseline performance, then the final six conditions were randomly selected. These included focusing on soft palate position, focusing on keeping a steady vibrato, using a tripod 18 inches in front of them as the focal point for their sound, moving that focal point to a chair in the centre of the hall, approximately 24 feet away. Then moving it again to a piece of paper on the back wall of the performance space, which was approximately 40 feet away and 8 feet above the microphone level. And the final condition was to simply fill the room with their sound. These recordings of the seven different conditions in random order were then assessed for the sounds ring, evenness, freedom of tone, colour, intonation, vibrato and overall vocal quality. The highest ratings for overall vocal quality and the ringing in the sound were for the 
filling the room with their sound condition. In fact, this condition had the highest mean rating for all evaluation variables. Now, how does this compare to other research? Well, these results are in line with sports research, linking a more distant external focus with more efficient muscle movement and improved performance. Interestingly, these results are also in line with the neural regions research we looked at a few weeks ago in overthinking. In this podcast, we found that experts adopted a more external focus to their actions, which enabled them to focus their neural regions more efficiently than amateurs. It had the added benefit of making experts less susceptible to distraction and intrusive thoughts than amateurs. So what does this mean for us as teachers? Should we be encouraging our young performers to adopt an external focus? Perhaps we should. However, the caveat here is that the study is not with novice performers. All participants had had an average of six years private vocal lessons and nine years of choral singing. It can probably be assumed that essential mechanics for vocal production were already embedded, which is not always the case in our students. Still, it is food for thought. I would love to hear about your experiences in the chat below. To make sure you don't miss next week's episode, or if you want to have a look at the previous episode, Overthinking, head over to performingartspd.com and subscribe to our mailing list. Not only do you get the chance to win one year of free courses, but you'll be given advanced access to bringing out their best each week. My name is Sarah Marshall. Thanks for listening today. I hope you have a fabulous week helping your students to bring out their best. Thank you.